everybody. It's Wayne with Mark and Areed, and we are so excited that you've come to watch the Eat Community Podcast. We know you're going to enjoy it. We actually did it live originally on our Eat Community webinar series, which we also invite you to come to, but you will love this podcast that you're going to be listening to right now. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the second week of the Economic Action Team and our presentation on aquaculture. And specifically tonight, we're going to talk about, um, about backyard fish farming and how you can make money doing backyard, backyard fish farming. Now, I don't know whether it's happening for others, Stephanie, but there's a corner of the slide that's blocked out that I'm seeing. I don't know why. Which um, corner? The right-hand side. It just says how you can make mo, and then it's got black. So you might try something. Um, now all but, yeah, it's, it's getting it clear. Like Does it yeah, look better? Definitely. Yeah, it, your audio quality is not good at all, Deb, so you might want to um, yeah there's still a little bit of a, of a piece that's not showing right but it's it's fine so anyway that's going to be our topic tonight and we're going to do a little bit of review I actually had a really incredible set of pictures to show you some videos to show which I'm probably not going to be able to do quite as much of um, because Stephanie's going to have to help me with this Stephanie and Mark so I'm going to cue them up to be pulling some things up, and I'll change presenters as we need them. Um, if you got, if Mark, why don't you look for? Because I'll sh share my slide. I'll, I'll make you presenter at some point. Look for a website that's called New Global Energy, please. And then if you would also pull up um, just a okay. Google search, and I'm going to don't don't be talking. I'll just do the talking, so you can just you just follow my instructions, and um, and then. You can, and then if you could also do a Google search for, um, just leave the search bar up for an open tab, and we'll go to that to some point also. Um, so newglobalenergy.net, I believe, is the name of the site that I want you to look for. All right, if you can go to the next slide, Stephanie, that would be awesome. All right, so today we're going to uh, um, have a, about uh, two different questions sessions again, like we had last time. We're going to do an introduction, a little bit of review from what we did last week. Um, we're going to talk just briefly again about the economic action team. Um, we'll have some updates from the last week, some things that have happened. Those are a couple other things that I'll ask Stephanie and Mark to help me find as we go along here. Um, I had an amazing trip that I was able to make last week to a large full scale, this would be uh, large commercial at one time, it was probably the largest tilapia production facility in California, it's been in business since 1993, um, the fellow who is the day-to-day -day farmer, Rocky French, has actually been farming in Southern California since 1986, he's from Philippines initially, amazingly interesting guy. Um, I just got to say a real quick one, raise up to Russ, say hi, I met my friend. 
Russ, you just raised your hand with a question probably about something, and we'll get to questions here in just a minute. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that trip to California just because there's many really interesting things that, about fish farming that you can learn from that. Um, again, another time I'll show some other views and pictures of it that I have. Um, and then we're going to talk about business planning for your farm. And I know you're probably going, but I just want to grow fish. Well, you do need to plan, and we're going to talk about that. Um, and then we'll talk about what's next, and then we'll go to questions again. So let's just see. I think I, I saw that we've got a couple questions here already. Thank you, everybody, for talking about the quality that you're able to see. Um, if you missed part one, how can we um, find that to view? That is a great question. We will get to that in just a second because you actually can. Stephanie, also, why don't you queue up on another tab um, the, uh, the new Kajabi site that, I, that, that you're now members of so that the, the group can be able to see those when we get to those. So that's a great question. We will answer that in just a second. And let's see what else is the... So it looks like that was it for questions right now. I'm going to ask you questions real quick. Um, those of you that are on, if you're willing to share, um, just put on the chat box, or if you'd even like to come online and, and talk for a second, what are the things you're really interested in? Now, I, and I know um, we've got several people that were on last week, and we already talked about I know that we've got a farm in Texas that we're going to hopefully be able to help with. She's got a bunch of acreage and wants to see what she can do with fish farming. She's actually going to look for a farmer that can help her with it. Um, and, and then she's also looking for some, some thoughts all about that also. Um, Stephanie, would you go back to the slide we were on? Um, or do you have to go to this? Do you have to have your screen up while you're going and looking around? You maybe do. So if, if you need to do, if you need to go to the other one, you can put that on um, while you're going to that. Um, but if you put into the chat box, just really, why is it that you're here? What is it you want to learn over the this time? other times that you're going to be that you're going to be with us just put that up there we'll we'll deal with that at the end of, of the time so um, so now Stephanie if you could go if you've got it if you found it now you can put up your other slides what the the, the, the new Kajabi site the new economic action team site while she's going with that um, let me just talk a little bit about this next point which is the economic action team, which is what is presenting this. So the economic action team is a new program started by the Institute of Economics, and we are making it literally one of our primary initiatives that is going to be describing um, and having a community of people that will network that will be coached, that will be mentored, that will be taught about all kinds of things related to um, making the planet better and really focused on um, how you can make some money while making the planet better. Um, 
and Ken, uh, we had this, this is the best made plans. I had all these tabs all set out on my computer and for some reason, and, and if somebody's got any hints on how to use GoToWebinar better than I do right now because it just shut down on me and it won't show my, my slide at all. So my staff wasn't prepared to help at all with this because they didn't think they were going to have to be doing any of this. We had it all set and ready. So we're punting a little bit. But the way you're going to be able to get the replays from all of these webinars, and we'll be doing them every week on aquaculture, and on Wednesday nights we're doing them on restoration agriculture. By next week we'll be filling in another night with another one of the topics that we have, all inside the economic action team, which you are now free members of. And Stephanie's showing actually on the slide um, right there. She just clicked on it. I was actually going to stop her for a second to show. Um, She's never, you've never logged in, have you, Stephanie, yet? That's why you're going through all this. No, no, I haven't. Yeah, so Stephanie's actually showing you what you're going to do um, because if you are registered, which you are now for this webinar, you're going to get an invitation to become a member of the Economic Action Team. And Stephanie's just logging in herself right now. And, and then she's going to show what the website's going to look like that you're going to have that will have all the replays of everything that we've done. Um, so something's wrong there, Stephanie. Um, so it shows you what happens if you get the wrong wrong email in time or something, or the wrong password. Um, it's probably that one that we worked on together today, Stephanie, so you're going to have to remember that. And I'm not going to tell that to everybody else, obviously. So, okay. Um, that's what it was set up for, if you remember. That's how we set it up for you. Um, so that you'll be able to get replays of everything we do, and you'll be able to watch them at your leisure anytime that you want. And also, we've got a Facebook page. Um, Mark, I'm going to switch to you. So Stephanie's got some chance here. If you could pull up one of your, you're going to we're going to go to your screen, and. Um, pull up a Facebook page, Mark, um, that would be um, just do just go to your Facebook page and then do a search for economic action team. So right now, Mark, all we're seeing is the, uh, the, the initial slide. You're going to have to take control of the slides. There we go. So Mark's logging into his Facebook account. And once you get there, Mark, do a search for economic action team. No, no. Not a, a colonic, no, not all, not all together, Mark. Don't put the, don't put all the words to, it's not going to work that way. And you, you, yeah, so just put a colonic space action space team. Stephanie, are you getting um, getting it ready to be able to show the economics action team website? Yep. 
Almost there. Okay. Colonomic, Mark, one at no at no ass, please. So this Facebook page, once you become a member of the uh, the, the team and, and are able to go to the web page, you can come to this Facebook page. Um, which was just created today, and um, and Mark, you've actually been here before because you posted some things on it. But go up to the top to show the top of the page. It's not a page, Mark. It's a group. Um, so this is a Facebook page that is called a group. So this is a group page. It's a secret group. It's only going to be for those people that are members of this team, um, and. In a second, we're going to go back to Stephanie again as soon as Mark gets this up. It's not a page, Mark, so you're going to go, need to go to groups. If, Deb, if you get this page up before Mark gets there, maybe I could go to you and have you show it also, potentially. I have it up. All right, so I'm going to switch Mark away from, from you and go over to Deb because Deb's already got it on the screen. So we'll put that one up. Do you also have the, um, the Kajabi site up? So you need to take control of the screen now, Deb, and put it up on yours. There we go. So this is the... Uh, this is the group, it's a secret group called the Economic Action Team. And the whole intent of this is to really help you to be able to network because the whole goal of the Economics Action Team is to create a community that can do some amazing things to help change this planet. And we can do it through anything that has green, sustainability, permaculture, all of those adjective words. And this is just some, some posts that I put on to just get it started. Um, but this is your place that you hopefully will spend a bunch of time and we'll be able to, to really check out everything that's here. Hopefully you'll interact with each other. Starting next week, we'll actually use this page to be able to allow you to put your questions and things on here. Here's an example. Deb's just scrolling to a picture you're seeing there of what could be a backyard aquaculture system that happens to be a vertical garden that you see in the background that we actually um, used for a number of years. Those are uh, fish tanks in the foreground and off to the right-hand side you wouldn't see it but there's, um, there were the plant production portions of these systems. So this, this probably takes up the less, less size than a garage stall. Um, that you might have at your house. So there's an example of something that we have had running for a period of time. Stephanie, I'm going to go. Did you did you pull up, Deb? You, did you have the, um, the the website up? It looks like you do. A world a mind ch world changing over there on the right. You've got a tab up for it. It looks like. If you could pull that up, that would be awesome. There we. Go. So that's what 
your site's going to look like um, when you when you get the login the login information that you're going to get with the pass with the password that initially will be given to you, and you'll see a page that looks like this. Scroll down the page a little bit. Down. I think you're, you're near the footer anyway. And eventually we'll have other products that will be on here, other things that you're going to be able to be getting. So click on View Product so everybody can be able to see that. And you're going to see the three replays for all three webinars that we did last week. There's a little bit of a delay from when it gets done to when I get to, when I actually see it on the screen and, and also coming to you. Actually, a lot more of a delay on Deb's computer right now. She's working on our satellite internet set at our at our ranch location. I'm actually in our town location. So this is the slide that'll come up. And if you scroll down this page, Deb, um, you're going to see that there are three um, what are called lessons really that are up for you, and we'll be adding these as soon as possible after each one gets made. And so here's one that we did on Tuesday of last week that was introductory information. Um, the next one down is going to be our aquaculture section. As we add these, they'll all be added here in this section, and this is the, uh, the one for the introduction. And then finally, the third one is for restoration agriculture, which is what we did last Wednesday. So that should be an answer. And if you have any problems with this, you can get with us on the Facebook page. You can send us emails, and we can do any number of things to help you to be able to connect in that way. So um, let's. I'm going to give the screen back to Stephanie. And Stephanie, if you'll go back to the PowerPoint presentation. That's going to be great. And if you'll go to the, um, let's just load it here. If you'll go to the next slide, please. And the next, and then let's let's talk about this um, real quick. Not going to be a selling session. Any of these, it's always going to be teaching. Um, this is the second of what's probably going to be about ten presentations on small scale aquaculture. I've also recorded about 10 other sections, sessions on this topic that all fit in and make them available as we go. I've already talked about it, but we talked and showed how the recorded replays will be available for all of these. And um, last week, you know, we talked about some of the questions that you should ask yourself before you ever decide to do something with fish farming. If you go to the next question, please, the next page, next one, next slide, Stephanie. So just in a little bit of review, um, I actually wanted you to think a little bit about calling it aquaculture rather than fish farming. Don't get so focused just on fish because maybe what you want to grow isn't just fish, but maybe you want to grow snails. Maybe you want to grow ducks. Maybe you want to grow um, urchins. Maybe you want to grow shrimp, all different things where that's really aquaculture. Can you make money in your backyard? Yes, you can. And we're going to talk about that. How much do you need to start? I said last week, I'm going to be showing you ways that you can start it for less than $150. So, and then finally, can you go big? Yes, 
you can go big even um, beyond your backyard. I don't know that you can go really big depending on your backyard. I know we, we know that uh, the lady in Texas has got a 480-acre backyard, so that's big enough that you can go big. And when I say go big, um, this this global um, energy site that we're going to talk about a little bit here, New Global Energy, is big, um, and um, and it's a very large production circumstance. Uh, but even if you're staying small in your backyard and you were to grow fancy goldfish that you could buy your young fish, your fry as we call them, from your local PetSmart for seven to ten cents each. You could grow them for six months and sell them for twenty dollars each, even up to forty dollars, minimally twenty dollars to local pet stores, not back to PetSmart, they won't buy them, but within 20 to 50 miles of you, there are at least 20 to 50, um, in the same kind of numbers as miles, small pet stores, still back, back, you know, small family style pet stores, that if you just talk with them and you show them the quality of the fish that you have, you'll be able to sell probably everything you would produce to maybe even one of those stores. Just a little bit of review. No question is a bad question um, about the topic. If the answers are too long to be able to put on while we're talking today, we'll we'll talk about those um, in different ways, the private Facebook page and so on. So Stephanie, if you go to the next next page, please. So we already talked about this. Keep moving. So again, just real briefly. Economics first. What is economics? It is really, as Dennis Weaver, the founder and the person that made that word up, it is teaching people how to make a little money making the planet better. And so the autonomic action team is a new paradigm in coaching, mentoring, teaching, and networking for all those adjectives which we call an economic world. And I said it last week, I won't go into a lot of detail now. But this is a hack, somewhat of a copy of something that's very successful in the internet marketing space, of which I'm a member, and of which I pay a lot of money every month to be a member of, and yet I've bought all kinds of other tools through the years, and the amount that I pay for this internet marketing team that is going to be very similar to what we're doing here is worth way more. And here's the really cool thing for you. If you just stay involved with us in this, you keep coming to these webinars, you participate in one way, you're going to get it free. It won't ever cost you anything. A year from now, we'll be charging at least four or $500 a month for people that are in at the same level that you got in for for free now. We started this last week. We're now up to about, we're just over 100 members. And we think it'll continue to grow we are going to be offering you even rewards, maybe even financial rewards for adding people to the team um, and making it larger because it can't get too big because we're going to truly be collaborative. And we're going to have coaches who are doers first and teachers next. Again, last week I talked about why you should listen to me at this. I have done aquaculture for 40 years. And I'm not going to talk a lot more about that now because I talked about it last time. All right, let's go to the next one, Stephanie, please. 
And we're going to take an attitude of this team as being a city on the hill mentality, which is pay it forward. We're going to give and give and give, and then hopefully maybe there's something that will get paid back to us as coaches. We'll do weekly content from the coaches. I'm going to be an aquaculture coach. I'm going to teach live every week. We'll make replays available, as we said. The courses that we'll organize will also turn into other free courses. It'll be specialty, like we may have a course on just how to do oxygenation um, in aquaculture systems. We might have a free course on how do you do your own feed, how do you make your own specific feed for your aquaculture systems, and so on. All those kinds of things. Most importantly, though, we want you to network with each other. We want you to get to know each other. So as you join and you're involved, the only way that's going to happen is on the Facebook page and, and then by coming to the webinars and being willing to ask questions. Don't be scared. Don't be shy. Ask questions. By the way, nobody else sees the questions. Only us as the organizers do. So we're not going to embarrass you, you with any question that you ask. Um, and much more. And so anyway, let's move to the next slide, Stephanie. So I talked about some updates. We've talked about most of this already. Um, we do have a membership page now that we showed that. You all should have get by middle of the day tomorrow invitations for it if you haven't already. If you wouldn't mind, those of you who already have gotten it, put into the question box um, a uh, one if you've already gotten an invitation and if you've already been to the site. I see one from one here. Put in a nine if you haven't gotten anything yet. Looks like a couple more ones. There's a nine. Again, you're going to be getting that um, because you're registered for the webinar tonight. So you're going to be put into the membership list and you'll be able to be getting that. So. Um, thank you for putting that in there. Um, the other update is we have our webinar on restorative, restorative or restoration agriculture with Mark Shepard on Wednesday. Mark is at his farm now. Um, we will have some slides and different things from him and he'll be teaching. I'll be a little bit of an interview style this first time and then next week he's going to start talking about specifically restorative forestry. And then I've already talked about the fact that I visited this really cool farm in Southern California. So would you go to the next slide, Stephanie, please? And that's what I want to talk a little bit about now. Um, what I'm not able to do is show you some of the pictures that I have, but there's actually a really nice website. Do one of the three of you, the other organizers, have you got that up on your screen so I can switch the screen to you? Tell me who has it up. Mark, did you have it, or Stephanie, do you, or does anyone have it up? Go ahead, you can talk and tell me. Not yet. All right, Deb, do you have it? The site is newglobalenergy.net. Have it on my screen. All right, Mark, I will give it to you then. Here we go. Thanks, Mark. Okay, it's going to take a section, second to 
scale to his screen. Okay, that's the Facebook page, Mark. There we go. So if you wouldn't mind scrolling, Mark, this will just show a little bit of their, of their page. This is a public company. Um, we have now been added to their team. We're actually going to be partnering with them. We're going to have a site there where we're going to have energy, we're going to have inter, excuse me, interns that go to. We're going to have one of our live events there. Um, there's just a whole bunch of pictures. What I'd like you to do, Mark, is to go after you've scrolled this page, go up to the top again, and there's a gallery that you can find. Um, up to the very top, there's going to be a dashboard, and then you're going to be able to click on the gallery. So I want to show a few pictures there. There you go. So this is a farm that's been active since 1993. Um, that's 23 years now. They primarily have produced tilapia for the Los Angeles marketplace, primarily the Asian marketplace there. They're now trying to change their market and, and move more to uh, both the Latino market and the uh, Caucasian market. It means they have to actually uh, prepare their fish a little differently than they've been doing. Mark's site's still loading here for the gallery. It'll just take a second. When that market, when it comes up, it'll take over this page. So um, they have two different farms. One of, they're about seven, seven miles apart. This is all at the north end of the Salton Sea. Gets a little warm there. It was over 110 degrees the day that I was there. Um, however, they have cool water. They have a 5,000 gallon per minute pump that pumps. Um, water at constant temperature of 82 degrees on a year-round basis um, on each of the two farms. And they're about, the farms are about five miles apart. One of them is in a town that's called Thermal. Thermal is a bump in the road, essentially. Um, you wouldn't really even hardly see it as you're driving through it. Mecca is there. Um, by the way, that wasn't named after um, the Mecca from uh, from the Middle East, it actually, they intended to name it Micah, which is what fool's gold is called, and somehow they misspelled it. This was back in the 1800s, and they spelled it Mecca, and that's what the name became. Uh, this is taking a little bit long, Mark. Maybe you, got, you need to click on that page, or something went wrong. This should have come up by now to the gallery. Yeah, I think the screen froze on me, so trying to get out. Yeah, you're going to need to go out, try to get it again. Um, while we're looking there, if there's any other questions that you've got, we can uh, look at those. One question is, where are they getting their water from? Um, I just mentioned that. Um, they, again, because these were uh, gr large, grandfathered locations, um, they have groundwater. Um, that they're getting from an aquifer. Not the most sustainable, by the way, over the long term, and they realize that. One of the things that we're going to be doing and helping them convert to is to a, a much more recirculating system. Um, and again, you're going to see, hopefully, as the gallery comes up, you're going to see some of their ponds. <coughs> um, two years ago, 
they realized that they really needed to do something. I'm going to highly recommend that any of you that want to get into any kind of a sustainable or a, um, a restorative or a colonomic agriculture do, um, which is to be diversified. And they had been um, so scroll scroll down now, Mark. There, well, that that's a that's a picture of one of their ponds, um, and. Um, Keep going down. The top is not their operation. This, this is that you're seeing on the top here is not them. Um, we're not going to look at those. We're going to go down a little bit further. Um, actually, part of them are. So go ahead and click on that first picture of the tilapia there, Mark. The operations there, and I'll point out which of these slides are actually not from their farm, but are from some other places. So click on that first slide that says right underneath operations at aqua farming tech there's a picture of a tilapia there are you getting once you do that you're going to it's going to come up with the picture of it it'll there it's going it's coming up right now As that's coming up in the background, you see um, they're harvesting in one of the ponds um, that you see there. Now we're going to get the picture. So this is a tilapia. That's about a half-pound tilapia. That's the size that they commonly sell. They sell them heads-on um, and not processed. And Mark, why don't you go to the next slide. Click on the little play button there that's on the left of where your cursor is right now. I actually think you, okay, this is not from their farm. This is actually from a shrimp farm. Um, Mark, would you go to the, there we go. So that's a shrimp farm actually over in Asia. That is not their farm. Don't know how that ended up in there. This is also not their farm. This is actually a hatchery kind of a situation, though, that would be typical of a larger farm. Slow down, Mark. Um, and this is their farm, and this is actually their brood stock. Mark, you got to slow down, buddy. Back it up, please, and just leave it there. Wait until I give you instructions to go further. Um, okay, Mark. I'm sorry, I apologize, folks. Mark, Mark, would you talk a little bit and say what's going on while we're going back and forth? You Mark, what are you doing? Okay. Um, it was going auto. It, it was on auto, so I had to stop it. Yeah, I stopped it now. All right. Can can we maybe just get the next slide, please? So this is a hatchery, not at their farm. This is at New Global. This is actually at what's called the the thermal farm, behind the fellow, and that's Rocky. It's actually in the tank. Those are adult fish that he's actually taking to melt them to get eggs. Behind him are four what we call raceways that are long rectangular tanks in which the broodstock live. Um, and so that's what we're seeing in the background there. So go ahead to the next slide now, Mark. And then back behind further is a grow-out tank that's circular. And their grow-out tanks are 300 feet in diameter. So now we're seeing another view of the um, broodstock tanks. And again, behind you, you see a grow-out um, tank. 
and you can kind of see a, a, a wire going up at an angle. That's netting. So this is covered with netting because they have a huge problem with bird predation, particularly from great blue herons, but they have all kinds of birds. A great blue heron can kill as many as 100 fish in an hour. And, and they literally will kill them and not even, not even eat them. They just kind of do it for fun at times. All right, the next slide, please, Mark. This is coming up. Don't worry, don't. It'll come. There we go. So this is in one of the grout tanks, and it's actually at a harvest time. And these are fish that are um, probably as many as 100,000 that are in this tank that are being gathered up with a net, and they'll actually pull them out over the side right into um, a chill-kill situation in, in, a, in freezers, and they'll kill them right as soon as they come out of the water. Okay, go to the next slide, please. That's one of their feed um, storage containers in the background. These are some baby tilapia. This would be um, the size that they would grow them to in a nursery. So they would grow them from eggs up to this size. These are fish that are probably about uh, three quarters to, a, to an inch in length. And they are now ready to be moved into uh, to a nursery area. And they'll stay at a nursery on their farm uh, up until um, they're probably about three times larger than what you're seeing here. Next slide, please. And this is actually Moringa. And it's, it's shelling inside of a Moringa husk and showing you what it looks like as it's developing. They have started growing Moringa to reduce their feed costs. And while I was there, um, I saw them putting together a batch of, of feed that they're making themselves now on their farm um, that is a combination of wheat and Moringa and almond oil and a variety of things. Let's see, go to the next slide, Mark. I think that might be the last one, but there might be one more. No, it's the last one. So why don't we close that out and go down to the next group of pictures, Mark. So close that, click the X, and there's a couple more pictures just about the moringas. I want to show that real quick just to show you what moringas look like. They're farming moringa. So click on the first picture there, and we'll just see those four slides. Below that there, you see um, solar arrays that they have. Um, again, something they've, they've built in just the last year to reduce their energy costs. So in fish farming, this is rocky again. We'll stop on this one for a little bit. These are moringa trees that are less than three years old. Um, moringas will grow incredibly fast. Um, you harvest both the leaves for oil and the seed pods for oil and the leaves can actually be made into feed. They have protein levels um, just below 40%. So these were, have only been here for about four years. Go to the next slide, Mark. And they didn't look quite this nice when I was there. Um, this is some leaves of some moringa, some baby moringa plants in the nursery they have. Go ahead to the next slide. 
and there has a little bit bigger view of their Moringa area that um, is, is about a 10-acre piece of the farm. So one more slide, Mark. These are all the fish tanks you saw earlier, uh, 100 yards away from what you're seeing here. And this is in their nursery. So this is the first portions. This would be moringas that have been grown from seed, a little bit shorter on the right, and then a little bit bigger here on the left. All right, so Stephanie, I'm going to give control back to you. You guys have been awesome, by the way. Thank you for helping here. Thanks, Mark. Welcome. Um, and what I was going to show you is that we're going to actually help them put in a shrimp farm as well as we're going to help them diversify their entire operation. And as I said, this is going to become a site in which members of our EAT program can visit and spend time. You can stay there for a week or for a weekend and we'll put you to work or we'll let you take you around and let you learn all kinds of things. It's going to be one of our really cool sites that we have. So Stephanie, if you could go to the next slide, it'd be great. So we're going to spend the rest of the time today on business planning. Um, and you're probably going, oh man, I just want to grow fish. Well, Go to the, the next slide real quick, Stephanie, and then we're going to go backwards. I'm going to do that one and then come back to it because I want to just jump to something that's at the very end. There's a saying that some people say it's a Chinese proverb. There's probably something like it in the Koran. There's something like it in the Bible, which is if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. So let's back up again, Stephanie, to that slide that was just before. Thank you. And here are the elements of planning and the things you should be planning for and the elements of fish farming generally. First is planning. We're going to talk more about that now. Second is really financial. What can you afford to do? How much is it going to cost? What are your capital costs? What's it going to cost for your equipment, your supplies? How much is it going to cost to operate? Infrastructure. What are you going to need for ponds, for pumps, for piping, for valves, for um, oxygenation equipment, for aeration equipment, and so on. That's all sounding really complicated. It doesn't have to be, but I'm, I'm trying to make it just that you've got to think those things through. We talked about culture organisms before. What are you going to grow? Are you going to grow just fish? If it's just fish, what kinds of fish? Or what kind of fish? Are you going to grow plants also so that maybe you've got an aquaponics system? We're going to talk about how to build that kind of a system. So then the construction, How are you? A, are, do you have construction skills? Do you have the tools needed to do construction? You're going to have to have some help doing construction. All those things should be planned for. And operations, how long do you want to work on it? Do you want to spend five minutes a day, five minutes a week, or eight hours a day? Or are you going to have to find, have someone else to help you do that? And then marketing and sales. What, what are you going to do for that? Again, if you're going to be making money, you've got to sell some stuff. You've got to sell some product. Maybe it's just a, a, a farm store you have in your own residence, which could be the case. And then finally, do you really care about making a profit? And if so, you need to do some planning to do that. And then I'm going to throw it out to you. What are some other things that maybe I don't have on here? 
again, I'm, I'm just talking as the expert, but there's a lot of you that are experts also. So if you've got some other thoughts or some things that, that you think should be added, additional planning, go ahead and put them into the question, and we'll move on to the next slide, Stephanie. And as they put things on, I can, I can get them. So I think the first thing you should do is brainstorm and dream. You can do anything if you just put your mind to it and have a passion and a dream for it. And you can be really old school. You can do it on a yellow pad or on a whiteboard. Probably do it yourself first, but then share it with somebody. Share it with us on the team. We want to hear about it. That's what we're here to do is to help you. So just think of anything and everything. Dream about what you might want to have. And then use something called a mind map. And if Stephanie, do you have queued up um, a tab to where you can just do a search for a Google term for mind map? I want to show everybody what a mind map looks for looks like. How many of you have used mind maps? If you've used a mind map, put a one in the uh, in the in the chat, and then click on the images, Stephanie. And there's some really complicated ones here, and there's some less complicated. Click on that one that's the, you know, one that's not just so busy, and make it it'll make it larger if you click on it. There we go. Um, so this is not real large, but what mind maps are is if you start with an idea, let's say that you start in the middle with a fish farm. You start there, or aquaculture. And there are software, by the way, free software. When, in a minute, Stephanie, you can even um, be ready to open another tab to where it's just going to be, I'm going to put free mind map software. And there's ones that you can look at. Don't do it yet. but um, You start out with the idea in the middle, and then you just let the brainstorming that you put on the yellow pad or the white page is just go away from that and you create create branches. So mind mapping is using sort of a binary thought process to take you in a variety of different directions. So I would recommend that on your mind map that you would put aquaculture in the middle and then you'd put all those other elements of planning out that, that branch away from it. So you'd put financial, for example, as one of them. And in a mind map, it always bifurcates into at least two different options, and it can be even more. So you'd put financial as one branch going away from the center of your mind map, and you'd put, I have a lot of money, or I have a little bit of money, or I have something in between. And then you go to that, and you say, okay, I have a little bit of money. I don't have very much. Then you'd say, all right, well, how much is that? And you could branch from that. And it, it's a way to help you think things through in the plan. And until you've done it, it's hard to really describe it. Um, it looks like um, at least a couple of you have used it. Um, and, and that's awesome. It is an amazing planning tool. So, Stephanie, if you put up another tab and put um, free mind map software. Uh, 
Um, I haven't used mind.net. I've used FreeMind. I'm not seeing, there it is down at the very bottom. FreeMind is awesome. You can see it at the bottom if you just do that Google search, free mind map software down at the very bottom. There it is in the middle, three stars. I don't, don't click on that right now, but it'll just, you can load that onto your, um, either a Mac or your PC system. I don't know whether they make a uh, mobile version of that or not. I've never used it in that form. might be a little hard to do mind mapping on a, on a phone. You could do it on a tablet pretty easily, but you want to have a space. So it's like it creates this, this whiteboard for you. By the way, I'm using my hands and gesturing all over. I really wish that I could, you guys could see me um, because I think that, that it's really important. So let's go back to that. We'll pull that, that one down, Stephanie, and go back to the business planning. So I highly recommend that you first brainstorm um, it's, you, it, you've actually, we're seeing it, Stephanie. It's, yeah, there we go. Just a little bit larger. Thank you. Um, but you need a mind map. And then what are a whole bunch of other things you need to think of? I'm going to run through these here. I talked about some of them already. Is do you want to do the work yourself or are you going to have others do it? That's something you're going to want to know right up front. You don't want to get into building some stuff and then you realize, wait a minute, I don't really want to be doing this. I've already talked about this one a little bit. Do you have, what do you have for assets? And assets doesn't just mean money. Do you have some blue barrels that you either can get or have around that could be used as tanks? Um, do you have what are called totes around potentially? And we'll show those when we get into the equipment, which is next week. That's what we're going to talk about is a lot about the equipment, different things you can use. Um, what do you have for time? Be honest with yourself. Is this something that you could only do five minutes a day? Or is it something that you could do full time if you had the chance? But you really need to think about that. What would be the market? Is it going to be something that you just eat yourself? Which, by the way, that's income. If you're eating it yourself rather than buying it at the store, if you produce enough fish and you can produce enough fish of, let's say, perch, which can be grown just about anywhere in the United States, if that's where you're from, anywhere in temperate climates, you should be able to produce enough perch to feed yourself all the fish protein you'd want in a system that you could fit in a single car garage or in your backyard in an area of that size. And that's what we're going to talk more specifically about as we get into the systems themselves. You're going to hear me talk a lot about diversification. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, as the saying goes. You don't want to just have one species that you're farming. Because if you do that and you fail, you've lost everything. If you have multiple different things that you're working with and you have one of them fail, you haven't lost everything. You've just lost a little bit. So one of the advantages of thinking about aquaponics, for example, in your planning process is that you're growing plants as well as fish. You might be growing herbs, you might be growing lettuces, greens, you might be growing tomatoes, you might be growing onions. Um, you can grow anything in an aquaponic system that you can grow in soils. And at the same time, you're using fish to fertilize them, and we'll talk about that whole process, but you'll then be able to harvest your fish also. However, 
you harvest the fish, and now you don't have any fish in the system anymore, you either have to know how you're going to replace them, or your whole system isn't in balance any longer, and now you've got a problem. So we'll talk about that. But again, diversification. Instead of growing one species of fish, for example, again, most places in North America, you could be growing yellow perch and channel catfish all in the same system. Channel catfish like to live on the bottom, swim along the bottom. Yellow perch like to swim more up in the water column. Yellow perch will be omnivores. They'll eat all kinds of things, but they don't like to just sort of scavenge for things, where catfish will eat things right off the bottom, just about anything that goes into their mouth. And the two can be really good and compatible together. They grow different rates, so you could harvest one of those different species at one time, and you'd still have balance in your system if you had it combined in an aquaponics system, for example. Again, on the business planning side, what do you need help with? Think about that up front. Don't think about it after you get into it. And if, and if you need help, where are you going to get it? And we'll help give you some suggestions about where that can be from. You can get help for free. You can get really excellent knowledge from looking at different things. Is this a step to a step, which means if you, are you doing it this this level, a small level, a backyard level, just because you really want to get bigger? And doing it in your backyard is just your first step. And again, I said it before, if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. So Stephanie, why don't you go to the next slide, please. So next week, we're going to talk about the financial modeling and planning. That won't take the whole time. And, and we'll start right from the start next week with just going right into questions first and then teaching. No more introductory. You can look at the replays to be able to be getting that. You're all going to have access to those replays. Um, and we'll probably spend about 15 or 20 minutes on financial modeling and planning. I'll show you some spreadsheets. We'll make some spreadsheets available to you that you can be able to use um, and just pull them off of Google Docs. They'll, be, they'll all be filled out with the rows and columns with formulas, and then you'll just be able to plug your numbers in for them. And then we'll also talk about um, equipment. I said, talked about that earlier. Infrastructure is a broader description of it. Um, Stephanie, we'll just give a little glimpse of that right now. Why don't you go back to your Google um, uh, tab, please, real quick. And just create a tab for, um, just do a search for, I just put aquaculture equipment and then pull up images when you get it there. So this is all pretty sophisticated in these drawings and I'll, I'll show some next week that are a lot less sophisticated than this but I'll just point some things out. Obviously that top picture are tanks. Uh, the next picture is is um, water treatment equipment. The next is an air pump, actually, that actually can be used to, to move not just air, um, but so it's an air compressor that can be used to move air as well as liquids. Uh, next is a much larger tank that you're seeing. Um, the next picture there that the cursor's by is actually a net pen or a cage that you could put into a pond that you might have. Um, now down to the next row is some water treatment equipment that you're seeing. Um, go, I'm going to switch down to the, the third row. Um, 
there's a water, uh, a paddle wheel that, that shows over to the right where it says Shelley. That's something that will make your water continue to stay aerated as you look at it, as you use it. And we can help you build a little paddle wheel, for example, that you could use in a small tank. Um, we have some other ways that we can aerate using things called air stones also. If you go down to the picture that's a couple below that Shelley, here's an example of adapting. Those tanks that look kind of like serrated metal, there's a guy standing right next to them. Those are actually probably converted grain storage um, containers. Click on that. Make that larger, Stephanie. Let's look at that real quick. Yeah, I'm almost sure that what if you piled those all on top of each other, they'd be a grain silo, and those were cut apart to make those into those tanks. And if you were to buy a tank that would be built for that, it might be a $10,000 tank where he might have been able to make these. I have no idea about where this is specifically. I, um, I haven't read this one, but those probably were made for $1,000 rather than for, for $10,000. We'll show you how to use swimming pools um, that you can buy at Walmart for $150 and make your ponds or your, your, your fish production facility from. So <clears throat> we're coming right up on the top of the hour. Let's go to questions again here. Um, again, anybody that's got questions, if you would throw them into the chat box. We'll look at them. I don't see any coming up here yet. Um, I want you guys to learn to connect with each other. And the Facebook page is going to be the place to do that. I'm going to teach. We're going to have lots of teachers, but I guarantee you're going to learn the most through networking, working with other people that are members of this community. I almost guarantee that if you're still involved with us three months from now, you will have created some kind of a collaboration, maybe even a business partnership with somebody right now you don't even know that's going to become a member of this team or that already is a member of the team. That's the value of what we hope to be doing here. Almost all of the major innovations in our world in recent past have come from collaboration. If you haven't read it, read Steve Jobs. is the book about Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs really didn't hardly do anything himself, and he admitted it. He did everything in collaboration. Bill Gates is known for Microsoft, but there were four guys that were really the initial team, and it was a collaborative effort. Almost all, Elon Musk with his space programs that he's doing, it's huge collaborative processes. So we're really going to encourage collaboration. Um, I'm not seeing any other questions. Um, put, in, put in a one down on the chat if, if, if this has been good for you tonight, if you've learned something. And if you've got anything else that you want to learn about in future sessions coming up that we didn't talk about tonight, um, throw that in there or put it on the Facebook page later. Um, and Francis, or I'm going to be getting back to you. I was traveling all last week and just a little bit on a little of my past from last week. I think if you all remember, I was saying when we met last Monday night that I was later that night. So I spent not last week in a combination of Mexico um, right across the border and at this fish farm that I was showing you. 
um, which is only about an hour and a half drive from where I was. And I was having dental work done. And I'm really, really happy with what was done. Um, and this is the first day that I've been pain-free, actually. Um, but I had some major work done there from an amazing clinic that's in a place called Algodonas, Mexico. It's called Sani. I'll, I'll give a little bit of a pitch for them. Um, we'll, that's a topic, by the way, more broadly that I won't be an expert to talk about, but we'll probably bring somebody on, and that is to talk about really the collaboration that's occurring in things like dentistry where I had three crowns done and if I would have had them done in the States it would have been at least a three week maybe a month long process to go through all the labs and everything else but because of having multiple kinds of labs and dentist office and things in, in the same location I was able to have temporaries put on one day and my, my permanent crowns the following day. Um, and all done in, a, in, in a, an hour session one time and an hour the next. So anyway, that's what I was doing. Um, and, um, and so when you, if you watch the replays of the other two webinars we did last week through the uh, colonomic action team um, for restor restoration agriculture and for the intro, you'll see that I talk about that. I talk about one day that I was down there last week. It was 122 degrees. So... Um, anyway, thank you folks for being with us here today. You've been a great audience. We've enjoyed talking with you. I want to really thank my staff here. Deb, thank you for your help. Stephanie, thank you for your help. And Mark, thank you for your help. By the way, Mark is in Bangladesh, everybody. It is early in the morning there. He's been working all through the night. He does work for me on content writing. If you read any of our stuff on the website, a lot of it Mark has written. Stephanie is an intern who is going to be converting to working for us full-time um, in the very near future after her internship is done. She's an amazing help. And then my most amazing person in my life, my wife, Deb, who helped here tonight. Thank you guys so much. And I'm going to turn off the recording. We won't be at all formal anymore in just a second. I'm going to just say goodbye to everybody else that's watching this on the recording. And then I'll stay on for just a second if anybody wants to chat. And particular Russ if you want to hey everybody I bet you enjoyed that immensely that was one of our most amazing presentations here at the eat community please look forward to our next podcast in the very near future and we look forward to seeing you again on the eat community podcast